Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me this week. On Lex Chat, we are going to get into part two of school for rappers. We're gonna get into the not so obvious traits that it takes to be an artist. Now, if you missed the Lex Chat from last week, highly recommend you go see that. That is technically the part one of this conversation, but inspired by the post that Charlemagne the God put out, just because school is not for you doesn't mean rapping is. We're gonna get into part two of the school that rappers need to attend, the not so obvious skills that they need to learn to be an artist. So if that sounds like a conversation you are interested in hearing more about and being more involved with, stay tuned. Let's get started with the Lex check before we get into our main conversation. Give everybody a chance to check in um, and get involved in the conversation. Let's see, what's what's new with Lexi? Um, got a few announcements to make. On April 30th, which I believe is a Saturday. On April 30th, I will be walking in the fashion show, Passport to Luxury in Atlanta, Georgia. And actually, let me see if I can find the visual flyer for those of you who are watching this podcast. For those of you who are listening, I will be walking in a fashion show called Passport to Luxury on April 30th. Now, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that is a Saturday. And let me, am I struggling for real? Where is it? No. I thought it was on here. I don't even see it on here because I did like, maybe it's from like my group chat or something. Oh, you know what happened? I think I shared it. Never mind. I think I shared it um, from somebody's Instagram page because I never actually saw the flyer for it. But just so you know, April 30th, I will be walking in a fashion show in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Passport to Luxury. You can find tickets on Eventbrite, but I will also be posting about it to the link in my bio. So just click on that for information of where to get tickets and where the show is going to be if you are going to be in the Atlanta area on April 30th. Next order of business, I have a show coming up in Savannah, Georgia with Game Changers Radio. The City to City tour has continued. So on Saturday, May 7th, I will be in Savannah, Georgia performing at the Underground off of Montgomery Avenue. Me and a bunch of other artists from the Southeast region, it's gonna be a really good time. I'm gonna be performing a mashup of some of y'all's favorites by Lexi to include Drop Top, to include the new favorite, All Keeps, and to include the classic R&B hit that I wrote, Bedroom. That's gonna be on May 7th in Savannah, Georgia. So if you're in Savannah, make sure you look me up. I will be in the city. How funny is it that my parents lived in Savannah all this time? I finally get a show in Savannah and they've already moved to another city. But we'll see if maybe I can reconnect with some old classmates because I did graduate 15 minutes outside of Savannah in Richmond Hill. So we'll see what happens with that. Last order of business as far as what comes to the shows, right? On May 19th, I will be performing in Atlanta, Georgia at Believe Music Hall. 
That address I do know off the top of my head because I've been doing so much promo for it. 181 Ralph David Abernethy Boulevard. Believe Music Hall in Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday, May 19th at 9 p.m. I will be performing some of your favorite songs by Lexi. Again, to include, of course, Drop Top, All Keeps, Bedroom. And let me know what song you would like to hear. If you would like to get the information on how to get tickets to these events or information of where they're going to be, make sure you check out the link in my bio or you can go to my website, www.lexiatl. And as soon as you get to my homepage, you will see all the links for the events that I just ran down on the list on just now, all right? So that's what Lexi has going on around the city, um, hopefully in a hood near you. And I hope I can see y'all with that May 19th show. It really helps me a lot if y'all will buy tickets. Buy the tickets, buy the tickets, buy the tickets. I'm going to keep saying on here um, that I got a show on the 19th. It's really important. I, I will actually get paid from this opportunity. But it will lock my spot in and help me stick to my contract. People buy the tickets before the show. Please do not wait to get to the door to come to the show to buy the tickets. It helps me immensely to get the tickets beforehand. Think if this was Chris Rock you were buying tickets for, right? You couldn't just show up to the comedy show, it would be sold out. Think if this was Dave Chappelle that you would wanna see. Think if this was Beyonce. Think if this was Michael Jackson. You don't wait to buy Michael Jackson tickets, okay? Same thing, same thing. But anyway, um, very thankful to be getting back into the swing of things. I that makes me think of when I went to Paradise Lounge a couple weeks ago to perform for a chance to win $25,000 at a marketing budget. Unfortunately, I did not win um, at that particular competition, but I met some people who have some other competitions and I'm going to be getting into the open mics that offer cash prizes. When it comes to the whole pay to play thing, I don't really mind paying $20 to $50 to be a part of something that has like a legitimate prize that will benefit me and going out paying twenty dollars for the chance to win a thousand two thousand three thousand three hundred two hundred dollars i'd say that's worth it to me so that's the only time i really condone the pay to play what's up gray keys i didn't win that uh paradise lounge open mic thing but it was fun it was actually very talented people in there um, and I chose to go with Drop Top, which is like my summertime song. Is this Cricket? Yeah, there we go. Drop Top is like my summertime vibe ride out record. Um, because I felt like it's more commercially, uh, it'll be more commercially successful that way. Um, but the songs that won, honestly, the guy who won the big prize, I understand. But the other two, it seemed kind of political. Cause the one guy who earned a spot, the crowd was not rocking with him nearly as much as they were rocking with other people. Same thing for the other girl that won. I don't wanna be a hater, that's just what I'm seeing. It feels like, although this seems like more of a, a balanced competition, it still seems like industry politically charged. You know what I'm saying? So. But I'm still gonna go out and perform because it's a good look and I think that the person who promotes it and heads that whole event, I think it's really good to keep him as a contact. And because of him, I was introduced to the brunch on Sundays at Paradise Lounge with the paint and sip. And I actually, if y'all are watching, I painted that like, what is that? 
it's like a wine glass with paradise and a sunset into it over a blue background. So I did pretty good and it was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to take my mom to the paint and sip because she actually came to visit this past week. Um, just like on a whim, she was like, hey, I got a couple days off from work. It's only a two and a half hour drive to get to you from where I'm at now. So I was like, yeah, come on. Um, but I didn't get to take her because she ended up having to work on Sunday at like 12 o'clock and the brunch is one to five. So she left at like nine in the morning. Um, also, my cousin was here. It was really good to see her, my cousin from Texas. I don't know if y'all caught the Lex chat. Um, I forget which one it is, but I was talking about basically how I started out by recording. Technically, I've been engineering since I was in seventh grade. And I started out by recording on, with the program Audacity on my laptop, on my Windows laptop, it was Acer. And um, yeah, it had a built-in microphone. So I would just be in the garage recording music. And my cousin, I came out with one album. Second album I came out with, my cousin got involved and she figured out how to get the circular design so we could print things out and glue it to the CD to make it look better. And then she figured out how to um, print up like the insert to do the track list and the cover art. And the second album was so official. So that cousin from Texas, she's my Jamaican cousin, but we lived in, we lived together in Texas at my dad's house. She came up to get um, BBL surgery. So I got the opportunity to take care of her for a week and be here for her for a week and be like her support system basically for the week. So that was really dope. Um, and honestly, I have been considering BBL. Despite seeing all the pain of the recovery that she went through, for some reason, I'm very, very intrigued. She said, because I'm so tiny, I would probably have to get a skinny BBL because I don't have much fat to pull from. I imagine that I would have to gain some weight first, but I don't want to gain weight to get a BBL. But I don't know, I'm gonna I'm a stick with the fitness Okay, I'm sticking with the fitness. However, I've thought about getting a BBL many times living in Atlanta. I've thought about being a stripper many times living in Atlanta. And I've actually, not a stripping part, I've been a dancer, I've not been a stripper. I don't wanna be a stripper, I'll be a dancer. I don't wanna be a stripper. I don't wanna have to get completely naked. But honestly, dancing is really not that difficult of a job. The most difficult part is, yeah, you might deal with some drunk people. Um, and it's the really late hours, but the money so easy. And it's basically getting paid to party. Like, and that's honestly how I feel. When I go to a club, I wanna go because I'm paid to be there. I wanna go because I'm invited to be there, not because it's, and this might sound kind of weird, but the club is really not that fun for me unless I'm going with a very particular group of people, right? But if I cannot go to the club with a very particular group of people, I want to go because I was invited or because I was invited to perform or because I know I'm going to be making some money. I think this is chaos raining all this love down. Thank you for all the likes. I appreciate it. Chaos music. Thank you so much. And I hope you've been uh, steady releasing your music. I haven't seen you at the studio in a minute to work with Rodney or anything, but I hope everything's going well for your music too. And, um, if you're still in the area, I wonder if the library still would want to continue the thing that we started. Um, I would probably do it on my own this time though, not with the studio's name attached to it. 
And the thing that I'm talking about is a couple years ago before pandemic broke out, um, I was managing the studio, I was managing Rich Productions. And as a way to help with the marketing of the studio, I went to the library. Libraries got recording studios now, y'all. It's amazing. But uh, this particular library in Marietta, yeah, I, I forget how I heard about them, but I went to go check it out. I talked to whoever the head person was of programming for the different, the different classes and seminars that they have to come to their library. And basically it was like, hey, let's partner on doing a monthly thing where we come in and we talk about um, basically what I do on Lex Chat and what I've done on my YouTube is tips for artists coming to the studio, um, how to act when you come to the studio, different terminology when you come into the studio. Eventually I, I could see us getting into recording but honestly, the plugins that they have at the library were not all that back then, but you could still get decent sound with that. Um, and a lot of people were really interested in like copywriting and how to get paid with your music through like BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, SoundExchange, how to distribute City Baby, DistroKid, TuneCore, United Masters. So that's the program that we did once a month with the library. The pandemic messed that up because pandemic came and then suddenly, you know, we don't know if we should be doing in-person things because we were scheduled to come out for like a podcasting festival thing that they were going to have at the library. Chaos Music says, I still go to that library once a week. That is very good to know. Would you be interested in us bringing that back, Chaos? Because I would love to keep that going. Um, I would want to approach it more from like a like a etiquette, like Greg Keys is saying, I would want to approach it more like teaching people how to find the studio that's right for them. And then once you get there, how to prepare for a studio, what materials you should have as an artist. Um, but really, if any of y'all have watched my YouTube channel and seen my studio tips and tutorials playlist, it would literally be that, but in one hour, one to two hour form, like class setting form in a library. A seminar format kind of thing. Ray Key says you can do a master class on studio etiquette for real. Yeah. I have a couple videos under that YouTube playlist about etiquette, especially things like people who come in and they try to talk to the engineer, but it's kind of my job to be listening to what's happening in the booth, not y'all niggas behind me. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to flirt with you while I'm trying to record. I don't want to tell you what I'm doing while I'm doing it. Cause we just met and the reason why y'all came to me is because you don't know how to do it anyway that's a whole nother story but yes a lot of a lot of dudes they they bring their homeboys to the studio and try to like flirt or whatever but oh yeah i could definitely do a whole master class on studio etiquette and uh kind of the things you should expect um we let it be more question based because we just got better results that way but I would like to it be like for it to be themed like this is what we're talking about each month kind of thing. And then the, the whole idea of that was to bring more business to the studio and it it worked. It did bring business to the studio. Um, but I was really the only one who wanted to maintain it. I was the only one who was really invested in it. Unfortunately, well, me and Rodney, everybody else, it was really difficult getting people to jump on board, getting the rest of the studio people to jump on board. 
But anywho, um, this Lex check is kind of going like down memory lane more so. Uh, so yeah, it was good times. It was really good times. I enjoyed doing that with the library. I want to do something like that again. Um, I think I will reach out to that library again because chaos, since you said you still go there, I think I'll reach out to that library again. And then I want to reach out to like a boys and girls club because I really want to get into teaching younger people about music. The the thing that I think is kind of ironic for me, right? I am pursuing being an artist, but I want to encourage kids like you don't have to be the star. You can work behind the scenes. There are plenty of things that you can do behind the boards, behind the lens, you know, behind the microphone. You don't have to be the star there. There's just so many things, you know? So that's something I've been thinking about. Um, something else I've been thinking about is I want to... Since, I've, since I'm done with my fitness and nutritionist certifications and the weather is getting nicer out here. I know it's kind of fluctuating because it'd be cold in the morning and hot by 12 o'clock and then cold again by 7. But artist development, like artist conditioning, physical conditioning, getting a group of artists together and we go and we work out and I teach breath control and we do exercises that are gonna increase lung capacity and increase stamina and just increase our overall live performance ability. So that's another thing I wanna do. Um, a lot of people may not know, I used to teach kickboxing back in 2017, 2018, when I was working at an MMA gym. Um, and so, it would be a chance for me to get back into teaching group sessions, which I feel will be the most beneficial for me. And then, yeah, I really just got to put it into play. It would be a once a month thing unless people wanted to do it more often. Eventually, I would like for people to be able to give me a little donation or something so I can do more of these. But yeah, I think, I think that's the niche that I should go into. I'm already connected to artists. And part of being an artist is being able to perform. So let's have like a, a monthly mini boot camp where we get conditioned. And then eventually I'll bring that same group of artists to a place like Paradise Lounge and we'll all perform on a, on a Thursday once a month and give each other pointers and critiques on how we can improve on our stage presence. It's a, uh, if you don't buy any drinks or any food at Paradise Lounge, it's $30 once a month to do that. $20 to get in, $10 to park. But I think that'll be really dope. I just need to put it into play. I have so many ideas that I wanna put into play and I just need to remember to do things one step at a time. So that's what I need to be careful of. Um, but I do write down my ideas. I just gotta maybe get quicker at executing them. Yeah. Same thing for our song, Grey Keys. I've been listening, I'm always listening to it. But last night, well, this morning actually, when I was bringing my uh, cousin to the airport on the way back home, back to the gym, I was playing labels like crazy. And that is such a relatable record, like, oh my gosh. So I need to go ahead and do the photo shoot. If you could though, send me the mix, if it ever did get mixed. If not, I could get my friend um, Black to mix it. Uh, but yeah, let me know. Let me know on that. And 
I'm gonna conclude the Lex check on those notes. Remember that I have, I will be walking in a fashion show on April 30th in Atlanta, Georgia. I will be performing in Savannah, Georgia on May 7th. And I will be performing in Atlanta, Georgia on May 19th at Believe Music Hall. Links to those events to get tickets and information on those events. They are at the link in my bio. Or you can go to my website, www.lexiatl.com to see the information. That's all for the Lex Check. We will get into the Lex Chat after these messages. So now let's get into the topic for Lex Chat. Last week, right, the conversation we had, and why does it keep bringing me to the camera roll? Aha, I didn't wanna show that. <laughs> I didn't wanna show that. But in case y'all don't follow my Lexi Finance page, don't sleep on these little meals from Kroger and Walmart and Publix. That meal was only $5. Let's go ahead and put it up there. This meal was only $5. I got mashed potatoes, I got chicken, I got mac and cheese, and I got a sweet roll. After tax, it came out to $5.40. Mm, so good. Oh wait, there it is. Don't sleep on these little meals from these grocery stores. Okay, so last week we started part one of the Lex chat, right? which was School for Rappers, the obvious. This week, we're gonna talk about School for Rappers, the not so obvious. So this was all inspired by a post that Charlemagne the God put up. If you are watching, you can see this. If you are listening, I'm gonna read it for you. It's a picture and it says, just because school isn't for you, doesn't mean rapping is. And that got me to thinking, you know, people think music is so easy they don't realize that a lot of times it's more difficult than studying in school. At least when you're in school, there's like a set amount of skills or a set, a set, um, excuse me, there are set levels of things that you need to learn. When it comes to being an artist, there are many things that you need to learn. To recap what we talked about last week, but definitely go back and listen to that or watch that to um, get the full explanation on these things. This is just a skinny, the recap rundown. You need to, as a, what I think is obvious that you would have to learn as an artist is taking lessons. So like musical classes, taking piano lessons, guitar lessons, taking vocal lessons so you can develop your musical ear. Studying language. If you didn't like language arts and English in school, Music might be kind of difficult for you unless you plan on people, on, unless you plan on depending on people to write your stuff for you, which I would highly recommend against because how you make money in music is through the publishing. And if you don't get ownership or points on your own songs, it's gonna be really hard for you to make a living like that. So studying English, grammar, punctuation, stories, essays, poetry, and studying other languages Study dancing because you need to understand rhythm and how people will move to and interact with music in that setting. 
since that's mostly how people will be consuming it in the clubs or on the radio or in, you know, in their personal earphones, their headphones, uh, studying different artists, different genres, music history, the paths and the journeys of other artists. There was speech, public speaking and interview skills, physical fitness, breathing and performing. And then I don't think I got, oh, I didn't publicly say people skills, but if you were on the Patreon, then you heard all of those tips. And now I'm giving you a recap here. But of course, the full thing, you get a full explanation of all of those skills. Those are the things that I feel are obvious things that you should know as an artist. Now this week, we're going to get into the not so obvious thing. Uh, Greg Key says, we need to do a writer's camp in Atlanta. Pair up producers, artists, engineers, singers, songwriters. Make songs for three days and on the final day, go to your studio and record. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I would probably have us go to not the studio that I recorded at, that I recorded labels at, honestly. It's smaller and it's not vibe wise. It's not as vibey as some other spots that I know. Um, but that sounds, shoot, let's see how we can make that happen. Cause I've also had the idea to do like a music retreat. I was gonna, for my birthday, I was gonna go to the cabins, remember? But I ended up not going. Um, Cause things came up financially. But I had the idea, everyone was like asking, hey Lex, are you gonna bring your recording, um, your recording gear? And I was like, I wasn't planning on it, but I can. And basically people wanna go to the cabins and record like go somewhere go on a trip and record songs or at least write the songs so when you come back you got something solid so i think that would be really dope i just don't know how to go about organizing it um but yeah so let's get back into the lex chat so this is school for rappers the not so obvious skills that people's that people don't talk about things that you should know and things that you should develop as an artist but like I said, it's not things that are commonly brought up in conversation when you ask, what do you feel like you need to develop as an artist, right? So first one is going to be patience. As an artist, and I'm gonna try to be as eloquent as I can with these, I'm, I feel a little brain fog going on, but patience is like the number one skill that you should be developing as an artist because music is a long game and you are not going to just pop off of going viral. The chances of you going viral are very, very slim pickings. Um, one in multiple millions will go viral. And then there's no real formula for going viral, in my opinion. It's just on a whim. It like There's one video that went viral of me twerking it's like a you can do this remix thing on Instagram Reels and it shows you side by side, basically doing the same thing the person on the other side of the screen is doing. And I actually went viral for that twerking video, almost hit a thousand, uh, almost hit a million. I got to nine hundred seventy something thousand, almost hit a million. But that's just something I did for fun out of nowhere. I felt like it. I wanted to stop taking social media so seriously, so I did that remix and it ended up going viral has absolutely nothing to do with my music, which was kind of frustrating. But at the same time, it's like, it's fine because I've already been releasing my stuff over years. And if people are that interested in who I am, they will see all of that progress. They will see all of that work. But 
music is a long game. And if you believe that you are going to pop off just like that, um, your chances are very slim for that happening, for going viral anyway. And then there are other factors like, okay, maybe if you know some famous people who got pull, who got strings they could pull in the in the studio, you know what I'm saying? Like relationships they can lean on. But most people who are trying to get into the into the music scene, right? We don't necessarily have those connections. So the long route, the natural route is a long game. You have to decide that you want to be an artist, decide what kind of artist that you want to be, and then you have to record the music. You got to find your sound. You got to develop your writing skills. You got to develop your performing skills, not just your performance on stage because learning how to record in the studio is a whole different skill that's separate from learning how to perform a song on stage. And then those are different expectations anyway, right? There's a certain science and an art to recording in the studio. The studio is more forgiving. You can do multiple takes, but if you're in a live setting, you have to get it right, right then and there in this moment, right? So you have to develop those skills. You have to develop dance skills, performance skills, stamina, your physical fitness. You have to develop your personal skills, your interview skills. You have to develop your mind. Um, you got to be quick witted. You got to be quick with responses because when it comes to interviews and then you have to be patient because let, when you get to that level, right, people are going to be asking you the same questions over and over and over again. And you have to repeat yourself a lot. And I know for me, once I've already said something, it's kind of annoying. I had to keep saying it over and over again. I feel like I would get annoyed with something like that, but I am at least aware that that's a possibility for me, right? Other thing that might be kind of annoying that you got to practice patience with, when you get on that big level, you're going to multiple cities performing these same exact songs over and over again, which it might feel like you want to move on, especially in this fast paced society that we're in now where everybody acts like they have short attention spans. You got to perform songs over and over and over again. So you got to have patience with that. But before you even get to that whole touring level, it's years of recording and years of writing and years of developing those skills, years of getting good at singing in the studio, and then years of getting good at performing live. It's just a never ending marathon. There's always some skill that you can build upon and do better about in certain areas. You know what I mean? So definitely patience is a trait that people do not talk about enough when it comes to being an artist. Just the long game of it all. For me, I would say a lot of my successes and a lot of the things that I could start to list off as accolades for Lexi didn't happen until year eight of me professionally pursuing music. And I've been singing since I was three, right? So I've been singing since I was three years old. I've been writing poetry and songs since I was eight years old. I told y'all earlier in this chat and in some previous chats that I technically started audio engineering in seventh grade from my laptop, did two albums in school. I was studying how to record and how to sing. Oh, and I did piano lessons. So I was studying music theory and developing my musical ear and looking at artists like Beyonce and Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland, looking at like, um, who else was I listening to during the time? There was Chingy that was coming up, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Busta Rhymes, Lil' Kim, Tupac, um, Alicia Keys, Aaliyah. I was paying attention to these people's careers and 
studying how they answered questions in interviews, studying the kinds of questions they were asked in interviews, um, seeing certain scandals that would pop up about these celebrities and analyzing how they handled those scandals that came up. These days, I'm thinking that it's best to handle things the way Beyonce would um, because we see what happens <sighs> with the whole Will Smith thing when you re reveal too much about your personal life. You open yourself up to critique and uh, that you probably didn't want to hear, didn't care to hear. But Beyonce, she don't say nothing. It's all about the music for her. So nothing overshadows the music, the work when it comes to Beyonce. But to get back on track, yeah, it's just... I am 28 years old now, and I said that I've been singing since I was three. That is 25 years that I've given to music. Um, and just eight or nine years of professionally developing myself in music. So that's going to school for music, learning how to engineer. Um, what else did I learn? Learning the business aspect of it, learning how to open up an LLC and how to funnel my money. And I still got to learn how to do the tax portions of it. Y'all don't judge me. I haven't filed my taxes yet. I'm about to do it though. I'm about to do it. Um, and there's just so much to learn. That's the gist of this portion. Patience is a trait that is not talked about enough, but it is something that has to be developed as an artist because music is a long game and it is, music is a long game and it's like a never ending marketing cycle. You have to constantly put yourself out there, constantly put yourself out for rejection, constantly be put out for criticism. It's just, it, it can be a lot to deal with. Oh, and I didn't even mention the part about dealing with people as far as patience, right? You're going to have fans on the level that most of us aspire to be superstars at, right? So fans who are gonna be excited to meet you, people who are going to be expecting you to act in person, the way that you act in videos and the way that they see you act on social media or the way that they see you act publicly online, a lot of people will expect you to have that same caricature when you see them in public. And you gotta be patient and understanding that this is how people are thinking. So psychology is another thing that is not talked about as one of the traits that need to be developed as an artist. But yeah, you gotta have patience with your fans. You got to have patience with yourself because like I said, it's a marathon. You are always developing skills. You will never stop learning. And so you need to have a mindset of patience of, I don't know everything. I will never know everything. I am always a student. Always keep that thought in your head. All right. Um, and then I put on here patience with whoever your team is because a lot of times, because music is such a long game, right? There is going to be a lot of trial and error that you and your team are gonna have to test things out, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, shift, pivot. If it does work, try to replicate those results and try to replicate the process that got you to the success, right? So all of that ties into being patience and that's why I had to spend a little extra time on just that. Next thing that it's not so obvious that people should talk more about becoming an artist. Uh, actually, before I read that, let me get into this comment by Greg Keys. Greg Keys says, Beyonce will make a record on your ass mess with her. I'm saying, right? But that's the point, right, of being an artist. We don't, the way that we are communicating is through the music. So 
it shouldn't be through the antics or through the scandals. It's always supposed to be about the art and how you're able to effectively communicate what's happening in your life or what's happening in other people's lives or what you observe to be happening around you. Your, your ability to effectively communicate that in a song, that's the art of being an artist. That's the art of making music. That's the art of producing, capturing certain emotions and certain events and being able to describe it in a way that people understand and relate to and yeah that's that's how I feel about that <laughs> oh, oh my Forrest Gump voice that's how I feel about that that's all I have to say about that um so the next uh Ricky says quote I am always a student I like that gems 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 yes so the next trait that is not so obvious that I feel like people should really talk more about is developing a tough mental defense. Um, as I mentioned when I was talking about patience, right? You're constantly putting yourself out there to be rejected. You're constantly putting yourself out in the public eye to be criticized. That takes a heavy toll mentally because trolls are gonna troll. People are going to have opinions. People are going to have things to say. Everybody has an opinion, right? And you have to develop a tough mental defense against the negative thoughts. And you have to be able to discern between things that are just outright hating ass people and things that might actually be criticism that will help you to improve as an artist. But... It's constantly, it's a constant flex of your brain as a muscle to be filtering through what is positive, constructive criticism, what is negative, what is hate, and processing the criticism that people have that is toxic and processing other people's perspectives. And just, it's a constant, it's a constant work and machine in your brain that you're always gonna be filtering through thoughts. You're always gonna be filtering through comments, not just of yourself, but literally millions of people once you get on the level that you say you wanna get on, right? And these are things that I think of um, as an aspiring artist. Technically, I'm already living the dream. I'm just not living it on the scale that I see for myself, right? So I'm working to scale my dream and make it bigger and larger but a big part of that is that mental defense. So aside from the troll, well, I guess it kind of goes into it. From the gossip, the blogs, public commentary, you're always going to be fighting negativity and negative thoughts because that's just the nature of what happens when you open yourself up for criticism. You're always going to be fighting those. And especially with me, like last year, especially, right? I went through a period of time where there were negative thoughts that were from me. Thoughts that came from my own head that I never thought I would think about myself. Thoughts that I never thought would pop up in my mind because I thought I had effectively created such a positive, a positive sense of self. And I will say that no matter how much confidence you pump into yourself, you will need to 
steady. You will need to stay practicing mental toughness and stay practicing positive self-talk and stay practicing only repeating like positive words and bringing positive change and, and inviting positive energy into your life. Because last year, I later came to find out that part of my superpower is, you know, assessing energies. And the reason why I was having all of these negative thoughts is because I was around people who were not necessarily the best people to be around and who did not have very good intentions. And it messed with me in a way. What's up, M Dollar Bill? And it messed with me in a way of um, my body was, my mental was literally telling me something was wrong by way of these negative thoughts that had never entered my mind before. So, and it was really shocking because it was, it was things, like I said, I was never, I never had these thoughts about myself. Like, oh, you're so ugly compared to this girl. She always looks perfect. She doesn't sing as well as you. So why does she get the record deal? And why does she get to be a part of this strong legacy of my favorite artist? And you know what I mean? So, and your music must not be good enough or your stuff's not vibey enough or your voice is too powerful. People don't want to hear what your voice sounds like. No one wants to hear your voice. They want to hear light and airy like what she got signed off of. And you don't have the help and you don't have the writers and you don't have the producers and you don't have the budget behind you. And you got to fight so hard. Should you still hard? It was a lot of crazy thoughts that were coming into my head during that time. So I something that needs to be talked about more when it comes to being an artist is de developing that tough mental defense because you're always going to be criticized. You're always going to have yourself open to rejection, which takes a heavy toll on you mentally. And then you got to worry about the thoughts that come about in your own mind. So how can we how can we do better? Like, how can we develop mental toughness? Um, I, and I actually should have put together a list. I am so sorry. But off the top of my head, I can think of practicing positive self-talk. And one way you can do this is to replace negative words. So negative words would be things like no, can't, don't, won't. Um, even stuff like sorry. Um, so there's, oh gosh, Dang, I wish I had the example, but I saw the example of like different phrases, right? How you could how you could say it. Like, man, um, I suck at this. Instead of saying like I suck at this, tell yourself, there's room for me to improve in this area. Or instead of telling someone sorry for being late, right? It it places a lot of blame and pressure on you. Um, instead of saying sorry for being late. Thank that person because saying sorry implies that something was done bad, right? But when you flip it, instead of saying I'm sorry, say thank you for your patience. So you're choosing to acknowledge the positive aspect. The negative aspect of that is, okay, maybe you were late. Maybe you had this person waiting. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. That's negative. That's a negative connotation. Flip it and say thank you so much for being patient and waiting for me. That's addressing the positive side of things and then things such as I can't do that like let me let me give you an example right um I don't know if this is true or not yet there's no way I can sell or okay let's say I'm required to do 35 tickets for the show on May 19th right 
You don't think I've had thoughts coming into my head that it's like, you don't have that many fans. There's no way 35 people are going to come out to see you. You're not going to meet that quota. You're not going to get paid. Um, you're not going to meet that requirement of this contract. Instead of saying that, what I've chosen to tell myself is I have a lot of contacts in my phone. I don't know who will actually come out and support me, but let me reach out to all of these people. Let me make it, oh, let me make everyone aware of the fact that I have this show. And then those who express an interest focus on building a relationship with those people and building a strong bond with them so they will be considered my fans. You know what I'm saying? So instead of saying, oh, I don't have the fan base for it, let me, I reposition my mind and I say, I could do a better job of building my fan base. I could do a better job of figuring out who supports me and making a conscious decision to focus on those people. And that's one way that I keep myself in check, you know? So uh, that goes, that was for tough mental defense. Next thing that is not talked about, but that should be talked about for something, a skill, a trait that needs to be developed if you are planning on being a famous superstar artist, right? Stress and anxiety management. Okay, so we talked about you having to have patience, right? Do you not think that there's a certain level of stress that is associated? Stress and depression, okay? So patience, you gotta have patience, but you're developing stress because it's taking forever to get to your goal, right? You're developing depression because you've opened yourself up to this criticism. You've opened yourself up to negative commentary and rejection, and you're constantly being rejected all the time. That's going to come with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and a lot of feelings of inferiority and a lot of pressure. Like, why aren't things happening in a certain timeline? Why am I not getting this or that? Am I moving too slowly? I need to push myself to go harder and harder and harder, right? You need to learn how to manage your stress and how to manage your anxiety because those two things manifest in the strangest ways throughout the body. I know for me, um, and especially after pandemic, I still have to think about how this developed, but anxiety for me got worse after the pandemic, even though I wasn't really going out like that anyway. But, uh, yeah, so anxiety, it feels like pressure, like literally like you have weight on your chest. Like there's a brick tied to a string and the string is knotted around your heart and that brick is just hanging. It feels like that or anxiety could feel like not eating. Anxiety or depression, really. It could feel like not eating or emotional eating, eating too much, or it could be not getting enough sleep, or it could be sleeping way too much. So it's really important to manage your stress and anxiety and practice patience with yourself. Like I said, that's one way to do it. Um, you got to have grace with yourself and understand that things are just going to take time. Understand that you have to give yourself the space to grow and understand that... Um, Everything is just a process, really. I'm looking at my notes here and I said, stress and anxiety management, you're on edge from, oh, my light went out. What happened? 
And that threw me off. But this light is still pretty though. Hold on. Real quick. Did the damn, what's going on here? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? I got hella battery. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. The light just shut off all of a sudden. Oh, there we go. There we go. I, I don't know. Is there like a sleep timer on there or something? That was weird. So yeah, um, like I was saying, give yourself the grace to be not so great at your craft. Give yourself understanding that things take time to develop. I know that social media would have us believing that everything is supposed to happen in an instant, but we keep forgetting that the cliche Rome was not built in a day and certain processes, certain foundations just take a long time to build. So we got to practice patience. Um, what are some ways that I manage my stress and my anxiety? Something that helps me a lot is working out. So physical fitness plays a big role in helping your body to even out and distribute negative and positive ions and give those to the earth and then you give back uh, and then you get back the good ions from the earth when you do things like grounding. Um, for me, when I sweat, I imagine that I am literally and physically sweating out all the negativity. Uh, sometimes when I'm running, I'll focus on something that's been bothering me. Like if I'm, if I'm doing cardio, I'll focus on something that has been bothering me. And I will imagine that I am physically sweating out the negativity and the effects of whatever that thing was that's bothering me. And it's like I'm literally working through it. And I'll do yoga, I'll stretch, I'll meditate. Um, for me these days, meditation is either prayer to God or it's going to the park and just sitting in my thoughts, allowing myself to be alone, away from all this media, away from all this technology and all these lights and all this. Cause it's, I feel like um, being in front of this technology, it's not natural. We need to be out in the sun. So that's another piece of advice. Get outside. Don't be cooped up in the house all the time. And don't let nighttime be the only time you step out of your house. We need those good vibrations, those good vitamin D molecules and cells from the sun. Being outside plays a huge role in our mental health and our body's health. It helps with, um, what is it? It helps with your, with your immunity, your body's immunity, when you give it the proper nutrients. An easy way to do that is just being in the sun. Don't worry about no political crap like getting darker or, you know, whatever. You should put some sunscreen on though, especially if you're white, because your skin could probably get burned. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I just got silly for a moment. But yeah, I'll go out, sit in the sun, sit with my thoughts. I've gotten back into journaling. Um, journaling has helped me so much. And I love this one because this says, do what makes your soul happy. And the pages are like a beautiful golden tint. <clears throat> Excuse me. The pages are a beautiful golden tint. Reminds me of a Bible. Um, and I just write. You know, if something's bothering me, it's important to not hold those things in. So if you're feeling doubt, if you're feeling rejection, if you're feeling that people are overly critical and you're holding on to all of those thoughts, it's going to manifest in weird ways. Like I said, 
sleeping too little or sleeping too much, eating too little or eating too much, headaches, uh, having brain fog, being exhausted mentally all the time, but physically you might have slept a lot, feeling like you have a constant pressure or weight on your chest. All of those things are ways that stress and anxiety physically manifest in your body. Um, and even for me, because I wasn't eating enough and I wasn't taking in enough water, it was this might be too much information, but we got to keep it real. It was in the form of urinary tract infections. And eventually one of them was so bad, my kidney, I could feel the pain in my kidneys of me physically not having taken care of myself and allowing that stress to keep me cooped up in bed and not eating and things of that nature. So keeping a notebook, it's a really easy way. And I'm not, it's different from keeping a phone. Like people like to type in their phone all the time. You got to get away from that. That is a huge stressor. This technology stuff, being on a computer, soaking in those those rays and the, the light, the molecules from those lights and the screens, that causes depression if you're overly exposed to that and you're not balancing it out with natural sunlight. We still very much need to be connected to the earth. But that's a whole another deep conversation for another day. Um, yeah, get outside, work out, meditate, hang out with people, talk to people, be around people, talk with friends. Even if you feel like you're not a, a people person, it's important to be around other people I've noticed and I've learned. Or at least just talk to them on the phone. Um, go out and I did a paint and sip. I did something with my hands to distract my mind because I had to focus on this one activity. So there are just so many things you can do. You can go to therapy to manage your stress and anxiety. Um, I would I would encourage people to stay away from having to turn to drugs because then you become dependent on the effects that those drugs have on you versus knowing how to self-cope and self-heal and self-nurse, you know? So stress and anxiety management. Um, and I actually have a couple more. Ooh, and I wrote this down. I need to say it as it relates to stress and anxiety management, right? Once people know you and they know your face and they know your work, you will have no peace because everyone knows you and everyone wants a piece of you. So that's another layer that has to be added onto this. And it's something that people don't think about when they're becoming artists. A lot of times I think I'm crazy because I am pursuing this career that seems to directly contradict everything about how I am as a person. And yet I push on. I know that I'm gonna be losing certain securities I know that I'm losing certain peace. A certain peace of mind is not going to be there anymore. I know that I'm losing a lot of privacy and yet I continue down this road because I say I love music, right? When you love someone, that's what you do. When you say you love something, you see it through to the end. I need some water. These Invisaligns got my mouth so dry. I gotta practice singing with these things. Just talked for like an hour doing pretty good but yeah um the next two i'm going to talk about that the patreon is going to be able to see we're going to talk about discernment and then sexual discipline but 
If you want to hear the rest of this chat, you will have to become a patron of mine by going to www.patreon.com slash LexiATL. For as little as $5 per month, you can become a patron of mine and get access to these uncut episodes, which the general public gets about an hour of this. But if you're a patron of mine, you'll get an extra 20 to 30 minutes of content weekly with these Lex chats. And you will get bonus material that the general public has not seen. I still have released photos to my Patreon that the general public has not seen from a photo shoot that I did like three or four months ago with Eye Perspective. Um, and honestly, y'all probably, if you're a general public and you're not a patron, you're probably not gonna see those pictures until after the show, May 19th. I might make that an official decision. I'll make those available on the website after after that. But yeah, the people who are patrons, we they've been knowing about these pictures for a long time. So that's another perk. And then once we get the community built up, it's going to be a community about improving ourselves as artists, everything from our actual our actual talent, our voice, our singing, our rapping, songwriting, uh, performing and physical performance, all of that good stuff. We're just going to be a, a community that helps one another develop into better artists. But you got to become a patron to get access to all of that. And the way that you become a patron for as little as $5 a month, or you can choose to pledge more monthly, is to go to patreon.com slash LexiATL. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L. All right. But, um... Thank you so much. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you give me a big thumbs up. That's a like. Make sure you subscribe. And if you would like to be notified when I release these episodes, when they become public, hit the notification bell on there as well. Join me in the comment section on the conversation. What are some traits that you feel like people don't talk about enough that are kind of like huge deals when it comes to being an artist? Things that need to be focused on and developed when you become an artist. Let me know in the comment section down below. But, and then last thing before I go, because I, I almost forget. Um, I have a lot of things happening around Atlanta. April 30th, fashion show, Passport to Luxury in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets are on Eventbrite. May 7th, Savannah, Georgia. I will be performing live at the Underground Bar and Lounge. All right. May 19th, Atlanta, Georgia. I will be performing at Believe Music Hall. All of the tickets and information about these events are at the link in my bio. So click on that or go to my website at www.lexiatl.com. But thank you all so much for joining me in this conversation for Lex Chat. We're going to keep the conversation going on Patreon. Everybody else, peace.